Welcome to Fuel, Sweat, and Science with Dr. Tip. Each week, we're going to take an in-depth look at how to avoid paralysis by analysis from all the fat loss, weight loss, options, noise, and claims out there, and move past a history of failed attempts which may have caused metabolic changes or suppression. I'm your host, Dr. Tiffany Breeding, PhD, fitness nutrition, and strength and conditioning specialist. My goal is to help you learn to balance busy, social, everyday lives while still seeing results and realize that losing weight does not have to be so complicated. Let's do this. Well, guys, we are back. It's Dr. Tiff with Fuel, Sweat, and Science. I want to just tell you guys, this is going to be my farewell episode. I have had such a blast with this podcast. I started it about a year ago today. I recorded an episode a week for almost a year until this last month where I just have started to feel a shift in my focus and my passion for it. I mean, I've had so much fun and I've learned a lot just digging into these topics that I maybe knew on the surface, but in order to bring you guys really legitimate, well-researched information, I found myself learning and digging and making sure that I was doing my due diligence as well. And so that's been a really great experience for me. But I've got some other things that I really want to work on this year. And so I've decided to kind of close this one up. I have such great content out there. If this is the first time you're finding me, please go back. I've got nearly 50 episodes and I feel like some really wonderful content with a fresh perspective, a researched expert perspective. I'm certainly not an expert on everything I spoke about, but I do feel like um, that there's a lot of learning that can be had. And of course, maybe just an opportunity to hear a different voice on something that you've been wondering about. But today I wanted to talk about cheat days, refeed days, because I think that's something that a lot of people wonder if they are beneficial from a scientific standpoint when it comes to fat loss. And many people do it, even if it's not a strategic part of their plan, just because by nature of our schedules, our weekends, social situations, events like anniversaries or birthdays lend themselves to incrementally having higher caloric days or just meals that maybe are quote unquote off plan and a little bit more indulgent. And for me, for my clients, I don't use these a lot. I have in situations put some clients on a carb cycle. I have had clients do a high carb day if they're training for an event and they have one day that's a much more extensive workout day and they need that extra fuel. Or of course, situations where somebody has an event or an occasion where they just enjoy themselves. And I don't like the word cheat because I don't feel like nourishing your body emotionally, socially, just without parameters or restrictions is a cheat. I think it's just a part of life that happens. Do I think that it should be an every week, every 10 day part of a fat loss plan? I don't. And the reason that I don't is because Unless it's just strictly a carbohydrate refeed, the calories from the fats, the calories from the processed, the calories from 
the volume in a specific meal that tends to happen when you kind of just have a free all out day leads to potential for fat storage. Because number one, if you're coming off of a cut or a restrictive diet or a contest prep mentality where you've been super diligent, super meticulous, very um, between the lines with your food, and then all of a sudden you introduce all this different, all this alternative, all this volume, your metabolism doesn't necessarily know what to do with it. And there's some people that would argue having that one day a week where you're kickstarting leptin levels, which is our hunger hormone, and you're kind of resetting metabolically, that that leads to a boost in the metabolic rate and more potential for fat utilization in the days after. It can boost workout performance, which leads to potential higher caloric expenditure because you have more fuel to push harder in the workouts. But the science is very, very scant on that. I think the only real reason to do it is if you just mentally feel yourself burning out. If you're reaching psychological fatigue with being so meticulous with your macros and so diligent with meal prep and really putting yourself in a calorie deficit and feeling the impacts of that mentally, physically, motivationally, then I see the benefit of having just a day where you just let yourself enjoy, indulge, eat a little bit more, eat a little bit different, have some meals out if you haven't been going out because that's something you can't necessarily control on a really restrictive cutting plan, then I think that that makes sense. But if we look at it as a strategy for fat loss, an integrated component of a diet, or a contest prep situation, I don't see the science there that really points to, yes, this shows great benefit for results. I think consistency, I think continued motivation, I think less stress, I think sleeping, I think hydration, I think recovery, those things all lead to greater results and greater fat loss than a cheat day or refeed day. The other reason I really have never integrated it consistently with clients is because people do it anyway. It's very, very unusual over a 12-week, 16-week span that you don't have some splurge days, that you don't have some days where you just mentally aren't into it, where your kiddos want to get pizza and ice cream, where it's your anniversary and you go on a long weekend, where you have a vacation in the midst of our 12 weeks. So to add on top of that, a weekly refeed doesn't make sense for the majority of people because by nature of life, by, by nature of our just our rhythms, that we just tend to have those incremental resets. So unless somebody is just militant and just disciplined and diligent and unwavering on their macros, and I know if I give them that strategic refeed number where they have, let's say, through the week they're eating, really round number here, 150 carbs a day. On a Saturday, on a hard workout day, I might give them 225. 
but the fat and the protein really don't change much. And that's the key. To me, that's the difference in a refeed and a cheat, quote unquote, or what I call a flex day or a splurge day or just a no logging day where you just go and you're not trying to hit numbers. You're not logging everything. You're just eating intuitively and having some things you're craving just to get it out of your system. So I think there is a maybe more of a place for carb cycling and refeed days, car, high carb days than what I would call a free-for-all day where I think there's more potential there to overshoot and overdo. I've seen that with folks coming out of contest prep, coaches that colleagues of mine that I've worked with or people even that they've worked with because I don't work in that world a lot, but somebody that's gone through a 16 or longer week prep and they've gotten super lean to go on stage. And then after there's obviously this inevitable kind of letdown and I'm going to just go out and enjoy myself. And the fat gain even over that weekend is pretty substantial because the body has been in such a deficit that it's just kind of ready to feast coming off that famine, but it's also like, yay, food, let me hang on to this. I don't know when the next famine is coming. So that overshoot of body fat can happen really quickly and really extremely, you know, five, 10 pounds in a weekend. And some of that's going to be water shift, but because again of the volume and the differential of what its body has been used to, there is some, some fat storage possible there as well. So I think it's individualized. I think it's a lot about the mindset of the individual, um, how much they can stay in the lines when given that freedom. And again, I think that defining it more as a carbohydrate load, a high carb refeed day that is very strategically numbers oriented and very strategically carbohydrate oriented and not just calorie load and cheat slash super high caloric density foods that are going to lead to a little bit more fat utilization. So that's my take on it. Um, I know there's a million perspectives on that, but if the science was more telling in terms of its benefit to leptin levels, its benefit to metabolic capacity, its benefit to performance outcomes, I might be more apt to buy into that. But I think for most people, it's just an excuse to go out and eat a bunch of junk because they worked out hard. So uh, just do it with the right mindset, and I think it'll it'll end up serving you well from just a mental standpoint. So, well, guys, you know, I, uh, again, I don't think that a ton of people listen to these, but those that do, thank you, thank you so much. I had some really great feedback, and I just know that the people that do find them and do listen to them, I've given you my best effort on educating, empowering, inspiring, providing sound, legitimate, well-researched content that you can't get on Google. And if I can just make an impact to anyone that has heard these or listened, so please keep sharing them. They'll be out in the abyss for years to come. Um, And maybe I'll pick it back up at some point, but for now I'm hanging the hat up on the podcasts. Uh, I'm going to shift my focus to a a support group, a virtual support group. So if you are listening to this and are interested, feel free to reach out to me, Dr. Tiff, at workwithdrtiff.com, and I'll shoot you the Zoom link. It's just going to be a free online uh, forum that we're going to meet Wednesdays at 7.15 p.m. Central Time, uh, starting on the 1st of February 23. 
and uh, just see how that goes. And I'd like to put my energy there this this year. So, all right, guys, let's do this. I'll talk to you soon.